right, all right, all right. Uh, welcome back to a fresh, new, and scorching hot episode of the Billy G Experience. I'm your host, Billy G. Williams, host and creator of Friends with Benefits podcast, and now my new spinoff, the Billy G Experience. All right, this podcast is for the fellas. We're talking about trending topics, giving my take on trending topics that speaks particularly to the male, but the ladies are not excluded at all. All right. Uh, what's going on, everybody? Man, we got a really good show this week, man. The internet's been scorching hot, and I can't wait to get to it, so I'm not going to waste a whole lot of time. So real quick, social media, you know, like I do every week here on the podcast, shout out my social media. Um, hit me up on there if you're on social media. Uh, my Facebook is uh, Billy G. Williams. That's B-I-L-L-I-E. Instagram, F-W-B-P-C. All Things Relationship, YouTube channel, same name, FWBPC, All Things Relationship, Twitter, Friends with Ben 2, all right? Uh, hit the like button, subscribe, leave a comment, shoot me a DM, let me know how you're liking the show, and, you know, some of your opinions on the content that we talk about here. All right, so I don't want to waste a whole lot of time, man, because uh, I don't want to you know, miss out on this momentum that's going on with this hot topic uh that we're talking about this week so the name of this episode for this week is called get on the bust right get on the bust right it's a playoff for the whole oh i think i believe it was a spike lee movie called get on the bus but we're gonna call it get on the bust all right because on this episode we're talking about uh i guess we can call him notorious now or, or infamous uh kwame brown who has been all over the internet for the past week just just letting anybody that mentioned his name have it and it's been quite entertaining but you know i'm here for the shenanigans right but i that's my own guilty pleasure that i like to enjoy in private but i will not promote any uh negativity especially when it's involving brothers i'm definitely not going to promote the negative aspect of it but we're just going to deal with the facts we're going to deal with the facts on this episode. So we're going to talk about the brother Kwame Brown. We're going to talk about his story a little bit. And then I'm going to let you guys up out here to enjoy the rest of your Sunday. All right. Um, let me see. How are we going to start this off, man? Well, let me just go backwards a little bit. So I'm doing my research for, the ep for you know a new episode like how I normally do. And then I stumbled upon this video with this brother Kwame Brown, man, and he's just going off on any and everybody that, you know, kind of went at him, right? But all of this energy, it started from uh, a podcast that I'm actually a really big fan of. Uh, I'm a big fan of the All the Smoke podcast uh, with hosts uh, Steven Jackson and uh, Matt Matt Barnes. I'm like a super big fan of their podcast. That's actually one of my favorite podcasts to watch. And his brother Kwame Brown, he got really pissed off because uh, these guys kind of took, you know, kind of shots at him on two back-to-back -back episodes where um, they were interviewing the, I believe she's the co-owner of the Lakers or might be the owner of the Lakers. I forget the name. I, I forget her title. Her name is Jenny Buss, um, daughter of the late, great um, Jerry, I think her name is Jerry, Jerry Buss. 
I'm, I might be I might be jacking up his name, but uh, Dr. Bus is what he's known about. Uh, he was the owner of the Lakers that passed away, and now his daughter is running the day-to-day operations of the team, which that was one of the interviews they did on all the Smoke podcasts. And then there was another interview they did the following week with a retired NBA player by the name of Gilbert Arenas, who played on the same team that uh, the brother Kwame Brown was drafted to. So it was kind of little slick remarks, little things that were being said that just didn't sit right with the brother. So he got on social media and he just started letting it letting it fly, man. And it's been quite a, a, a eventful week. All right. But I don't want to get too much into that negativity part. I want to just deal with the facts. Right. Because the narrative around this brother Kwame Brown is that in many sports circles, he's considered a bust on the pro level, right? And to the casual sports fan, most people don't know what the word bust means, right? So I'm gonna give you an actual definition of a bust, right? So I got this definition from Wikipedia, right? Some kind of question in Wikipedia, but I thought the definition was kind of dead on. So let me read it off to you guys. So it says a draft bust is a highly touted a highly selected draftee that does not meet expectations. This can be due to a variety of reasons, but the most often noted are injury or inability to perform at a professional level. A player is also regarded as a larger bust if more successful players are drafted after them. Okay? So, the brother Kwame Brown, um, he has a YouTube channel, and I'm going to shout out his YouTube channel. It's called Kwame Brown Bust Life. And, you know, he talks about his experience being a basketball player, but he talks more about his experience being the youth and making his way into the pros, which was more of an accomplishment for, for him than actually being good at being a pro. Right. So now I like to always have these conversations to have context because, you know, in this day and age of social media and, and the Internet, things can get out of hand really quickly and get mis construed on many different occasions but i try to stay away from that stuff and just keep it as professional as possible but also give you the facts okay so i just find it funny that we're having this conversation and all of the stuff that the brother Kwame brown was talking about all this week was kind of similar to what i talked about on my last two episodes right my first episode of billy g experience we talked about mothers and motherhood and mama's boys and so on and so forth and then on my second episode we talked about youtubians and what's good for the gooses was good for the gander right and all of that stuff was on display uh, on this brother's uh, social media platforms all this week. So I just wanted to just say, you know, I was kind of a prophet on that one. But um, let's get to it, right? So if we using this definition as a measuring stick for what is considered a draft bust, right? I said, okay, if I'm going just off of the definition then definitely Kwame Brown is definitely a draft bust, right? Now, to give you some more context of this conversation, um, this was pre-LeBron, right? This is 2001. So the brother Kwame Brown, he was the first ever high school player drafted number one into the profession, in, in, into the NBA. Right, he was the first ever high school player picked number one, and I believe LeBron was 
excuse me, I believe LeBron was the second one. Now, if we're comparing his career to LeBron's, who was drafted two years later, he's definitely a bust, right? But if we kind of lower the bar just a little, right, and then we really analyze all of this information that's been put out there about this brother, we can question a lot of things that's been said about this brother. Okay, so that's kind of where I want to go with this episode of the podcast. I want to just break it down a little more and not feed into the negativity and all of the stuff that we kind of already know from what he's put out there. But let's just dig a little deeper and see what's what's going on with this uh, story here, which I think is a very fascinating story. All right. So, like I said, this young man was drafted into the pros in 2001. Right. And at the time, Michael Jordan was still playing in the NBA. He was like a player slash executive at the time. So he was kind of calling shots behind the scenes, but Michael Jordan was still playing in the league at the time. But this was a much older Michael Jordan. This wasn't the Air Jordan flying through the air, ducking on everybody and all of that stuff. He was just an older guy that still had that that uh, competitiveness inside of him and still wanted to play. Now, if anybody can remember back to that time, um, Michael Jordan picked this young man, number one, out of high school. And if anybody know Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan is like the ultimate competitor. Like, this guy does not like to lose. And if anybody got a chance to watch the Last Dance documentary over the pandemic time, Jordan talked about that. He talked about how his competitive nature, as much as it drove him as a player to be a great player, it also worked against him in certain certain instances. And I think this is one of those instances where his competitive nature worked against him. Okay. Now, also during this time, there was a lot of guys being drafted into the pros out of high school, right? You had the Kobe Bryants, you had the Tracy McGrady's, you had the Kevin... Garnett's, there was a lot of guys at that time that were coming out of high school that were actually doing pretty well in the league. So at the time, it seemed like a good idea, right? Then on top of all that, you know, like I said, Michael Jordan is the ultimate competitive. Like this guy does not like to lose at all, right? So just imagine being a 17, 18 year old kid drafted into the professional leagues by Michael Jordan the most competitive guy on the planet at the time, right? Now, that got me to thinking back to when I was 17, 18 years old and I was graduating high school. I can remember it like it was yesterday. When I crossed that stage, got my diploma from the principal of the school, I immediately started shitting my pants because I'm like, whoa, I'm an adult now. And I had no fucking clue what I was doing, right? So that's what I'm thinking and a little bit of that is what happened here with the whole Jordan picking this young guy out of high school. He literally was still a kid. He went from being poor, not having, literally not having anything. And I've watched it quite a few of his interviews during this week where he talks about his humble beginnings where he was like a free lunch kid. He barely had any shoes to put on his feet. His shoes had holes in them. So imagine going from that reality to being the number one pick in the NBA draft, a millionaire, and now you're the breadwinner for your family. Right. That's a big fucking leap. Right. Then I think the other uh, aspect of this that's not being talked about is that, you know, 
coming into a professional sports league as a young man playing with grown men, right? There's that learning curve. There's that developmental stage, right? And I think now looking back on it, hindsight 2020, we all probably can agree that Kwame Brown would have been better served going to college, playing maybe two years in college and developing more basketball skills. And maybe he would have been a better, he would have been a better pro when he got to the pro level. But coming out of high school, he wasn't afforded that opportunity to really develop. Even though he had all of the best of everything afforded to him, but I just think it was just bad timing with everything when it comes to that. That's just my honest opinion on that, right? And then also, what I want to talk about here on this episode, um, I, I also think this is a, 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 a huge case of a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity meets unfortunate circumstances, right? Because if we're going by that definition of a draft bust, it says one of the uh, factors that you can uh, take into consideration for a person to be considered a bust is injury, right? And like I said, I watched a few of this brother's interviews all this week, and he talked about how for the majority of his career, he was dealing with injuries, shoulder injuries, knee injury, ankle injury. So he wasn't always healthy throughout his whole career. And then when he was healthy, he didn't get to play a whole lot, right? So I just think all of these different circumstances just worked against him, right? And it made it easy for everyone to attack him and say he was this scrub, he wasn't a good player, he's a bust, so on and so forth, right? So I think it was just easy to attack this young brother even though we're omitting a lot of these different circumstances. So I just wanted to just put a little put a little light on that as well. Okay. Now, moving on. So as I'm doing my research for this episode, man, it just got me just to thinking more and more and more and more. So I said, you know what? Let me go to his draft class, right? The players that got selected in the same year's draft that he got selected in. Right. Because when I looked up um, all time bust in sports, well, I should say in uh, NBA circles, uh, Kwame's Brown name was definitely within the top three. Just about in every list that I found on the Internet, his name was listed in the top three. And there's been a lot of guys that I've seen in the NBA that were that were probably worse off than Kwame Brown. I can't remember which draft that was, but it was one draft that me and a friend of mine were kind of just going back doing that little history thing and we were just going through different drafts of different years and i recall one year in the nba draft the whole first round was no longer in the nba and it wasn't due to retirement or nothing like that they just wasn't in the league anymore, right and i was like whoa that was a really bad draft class because none of these guys are in the pros anymore and Kwame Brown managed to play 12 years in the NBA, right? Not bad for a draft bust, right? So I'm going to go through his uh, draft class really quick, right? And when I was doing my notes for this episode, I wanted to, like I said, get some context. So for the casual sports fan, right? If we talk about on a professional level, right? Just like Meek Mill says in the rap song, levels, right? There's levels to everything. 
same rules apply to basketball, right? So in basketball or in any professional sport, you have what they call like great players. These are like all time great players, right? That's a very select few that falls in that category. Then you have a lot of really good players, right? Really good, really popular players, but they fall short of greatness. And then you have those players that are what they call like role players. Like these guys are good good enough to play on the pro level, but they're not the good players and they're not the great players. And then you have the last level on that list, the guys that are barely making it in the pro level. So those are the guys that's jumping from team to team, getting traded around, uh, getting cut off of teams. So those are the guys that fight to stay in the professional leagues for as many years as they uh, hang around those professional leagues. So I just wanted to just give some context to that. But in terms of Kwame Brown's draft class, right? There was, let me look at this list. There was 28 players selected in the first round. Okay. Now in terms of great players, right? In terms of great players, I counted off uh, let me see. We got uh, one, we got two, we got three, we got four. So out of those 28 players that was drafted in the same draft class with Kwame Brown, only four of those players, in my opinion, are even in the conversation for being in the Hall of Fame, right? And the Hall of Fame is like the end-all, be-all when it comes to a professional athlete. That's when your name is actually stone as one of the greatest to ever do it. So I only counted four players from that draft class that may be considered for the Hall of Fame. And I'll read those names up to you. So the first one who's definitely gonna be a Hall of Famer is Pal Gasol, right? He was drafted by the Memphis Grizzlies, but he later on was traded to the Lakers where he won a championship with the late great Kobe Bryant. Rest in peace to Kobe. Uh, then we have uh, Joe Johnson, right? Joe Johnson wasn't, I want to consider him a great player, but he was a very good player in the NBA. And right now he's actually playing in, in Ice Cube's big three league because he's an older player now. But he was a really good player, an all-star player for many years in his career. One of my players that I actually liked when he played in the NBA, but I wouldn't consider him a great player, but he was a very good player in the NBA. Uh, then we have Zach Randolph, who also was a really good player in the NBA, also an NBA All-Star, played a lot of years in the NBA, but I wouldn't consider him a, a great, like a like an all-time great, but he was a really good player. Uh, and then number four, we got Tony Parker. Tony Parker was, uh, what pick was he in this draft? He was the last pick of the first round, actually. Um, he had the best career out of all of those names that I that I just named. Um, I believe he's like a four-time NBA champion, all-star, uh, really popular player. So he's the one that's definitely, definitely going to be in the Hall of Fame out of those four names that I that I just named. So if we're going off of that definition of what a draft bust is, then there's a lot of bust in this in this draft, okay? So now that I got the great to really good players out the way, I wanted to go to some of the kind of average to below average players that also was drafted into this uh, draft with Kwame Brown that had questionable, questionable careers, all right? So you got um, Eddie Curry, you got um, Jason Richardson, you got Shane Battier, you got Richard Jefferson, you got uh, Brendan Haywood. You got Gerald Wallace. 
You got Jason Collins and you got a brother by the name of Samuel D'Alembert. So these are all players that maybe a few of you might have heard of a couple of these names, but they're not like household names, right? But they don't get that same negative stench that Kwame Brown has taken on over the years, right? So now I said, let me take it a step further, right? So I wanted to... I was trying my best to keep the race card out of this conversation, but this is a point that the brother Kwame Brown brought up during his many videos that he posted this week on social media. And he says that these media, these sports media outlets make a business out of attacking black men, right? But they don't attack the white athlete as hard or as often as they do to the black athlete. So there was two white guys that was drafted in that same first round with Kwame Brown. And I want to compare their, their numbers to Kwame Brown's numbers and just ask the question, why aren't they considered a draft bust, right? So we have a brother by the name of Troy Murphy, right? Uh, from what I last remember, he played for the Golden State Warriors. I forget what year he uh, left the league, but that's the last team I, I remember him playing for. And I'm looking at Troy Murphy's um, stats. And what pick was he picked in the draft? He's picked the number 14th pick. And his career numbers is 11 points a game and eight rebounds a game, right? Which is pretty decent for an NBA player. And I believe he played um, 11 years in the NBA, 10 or 11 years or something like that. And then the other white guy, his name was Vladimir Radmanovich, right? And his career average is eight points and four rebounds a game, right? Now, Kwame Brown, who played 12 years in the NBA, has career averages of six points and five rebounds a game, right? And take, it, take, it, take, it, take into consideration that he was injured a lot during his career, and also, he didn't play a lot when he did get to play, right? So I just found it funny that, you know, the two white guys, along with some of these other names that are named on this list that weren't all-star or considered great players, don't get that same label as a bust that Kwame Brown gets. I just thought it was so interesting just to bring that, to bring that point up in the conversation, all right? So uh, let me see. Um, I think that's it for this week. Um, like I said, hit me up on social media um, under Billy G. Williams on Facebook, uh, FWBPC on um, YouTube and Instagram, FWBPC, all things relationship, and my Twitter, uh, friends with Ben2. Uh, like, subscribe. Uh, follow, leave a comment, shoot me a DM, and just let me know how you're liking the show and what you think of this episode. So this is Billy G signing off. Till next time, peace out. Peace.